Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to SwiftCast. If you're a fan of Taylor, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on iTunes or your preferred podcast app, and it will automatically download our latest episodes for you every week. We have tons of exciting episodes coming up as we go track by track through Reputation and gear up for the Reputation Tour, so you'll only be doing yourself a favor by subscribing. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star rating or review. It helps fans like you find our show easier. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr at SwiftCast13, and you can find all of our episodes and social media on our website, SwiftCast13.com. Enjoy the show! Hey guys, welcome to episode 241 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley, Adam, and Steph. And we're so glad you're joining us for our first episode of 2018. Hooray, glad to be back. Yeah, we took a little holiday break and it's really exciting to be back. There's so much going on this year and even so soon into the year, a lot has been happening that we're excited to talk about on this episode. And it's just nice to be in the year of the Reputation Tour, I think. Right, we can officially say we will see Taylor on tour this year. A day that felt like it would never come. And it's even coming up faster than I even thought. I mean, it's less than four months away now. And we're also especially excited because we're going to be kicking off the year with an awesome giveaway that we have for you guys. Yeah, we've done some cool giveaways in the past, but this one I think is unique and really cool for all of the music lovers out there. So we are partnering with FYE, and we are going to be giving away one of the limited edition orange vinyls of Reputation. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it looks so awesome. Yeah, I actually got one over the holidays, and it is awesome. The vinyl is completely orange. And you probably have seen the vinyls being sold in other places like Barnes & Noble, but that one's just a regular vinyl. Yeah, this one you can only get from FYE. And so we're very excited to be giving one away. Um, check out our Twitter at SwiftCast13, where we're going to have all of the details posted on the day that this episode comes out. And one lucky winner will have the orange vinyl sent to them. And we're really excited to do more giveaways throughout the year. We have a lot of exciting things planned for you all leading up to tour. So it should definitely be a great year. Yeah, I don't have a vinyl record player, but this is definitely a cool item that I would want. But uh, yeah, check out our Twitter and follow the instructions to get entered. So we have a lot of exciting news to catch you up on on this week's episode. But the number one thing that everyone's talking about is that the Endgame video came out last week, and it is an awesome video. Um, as we told you guys 
when Reputation came out, we're going to be going track by track through the album on episodes of the podcast. So we did cover Ready For It on 237, and this is going to be our endgame episode where we talk all about both the song and the music video. So looking forward to getting into that a little bit later. Yeah, I think I've mentioned before how it's crazy. We've been doing this podcast for almost five years, but we started before the Red Tour, and so we only ever got to go through track by track for 1989. And so this is the second time we get to do it, and we're excited to be already on track two. So to get started with the news, our first one is that the final episode of the Making of a Song series was released, and it is for the song, This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things. And like we just said, we're going to be covering each song on the album, and we've already talked a lot about the Making of the Song series ever since it started, but we're going to be talking about each song track by track and including what happened if the song had a making of the song episode. I have to say I was a little disappointed that we didn't get one for every single song, but I guess beggars can't really be choosers, right? Yeah, but I thought that that they said that we were. Oh, really? I don't remember that. I don't know. Maybe I just heard what I wanted to hear. (laughs) It's possible. That would be my preference for sure. I also wonder if maybe in a little while all of these might be on Taylor's YouTube or Vivo channel somewhere that you can watch them off of DirecTV. Yeah, that's a good question. I hope so. I do not have DirecTV. But some of them were on Taylor's YouTube channel, at least initially. You're right. It seems like some are and some aren't. So I don't know the rhyme or reason behind it, but... What I really want... Of course, we always just want Taylor to do everything, but I would love if she would do like a Grammy Museum session like she did for 1989 so we could get some more in-depth explanation of these songs. Absolutely, especially since she has been doing no media interviews this year. Yeah, I feel like that's something she could do that, you know, she could still sort of be in control and it wouldn't be like doing media interviews, but it would be really good promotion. Well, in other exciting news, the Look What You Made Me Do music video recently reached 800 million views. Which, you know, again, I kind of have to say I'm a little surprised. I thought it would be at a billion by now. Maybe just because I feel like I watched it a billion times myself while doing the verified Ticketmaster program. (laughs) Yeah. But it's still awesome, and I'm sure it's going to hit a billion soon. But I really thought this video would break the record as the fastest video to reach a billion views. And unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Too much time has passed. But still, 800 million views is nothing to laugh at. That's so many views. And so this is Taylor's fifth video that has hit that number. The other ones are You Belong With Me, Shake It Off, Blank Space, and Bad Blood. Well, it's always nice to hear when Taylor makes donations to good causes, and she recently did another one. She donated $100,000 to Time's Up Legal Defense Fund, which provides legal support to women and men who have experienced harassment, assault, or abuse in the workplace. 
Definitely such an important topic this year, especially. I'm really glad she did that. Yes, and Taylor herself, after her trial, made a statement and said she would be continually donating to causes supporting people who need help defending themselves against sexual harassment. And so this is not the first time she's done it, even just since her trial ended. And I would expect we'll continue to see this probably forever, really, which is great. And another piece of exciting news is that for the first week of the year, Reputation returned to number one on Billboard's first album 200 chart of 2018. I wonder if that is an unusual occurrence for an album to, you know, start at number one when it's released, then drop down a couple spots and then go back to number one. That's interesting. Although, didn't that happen a couple times for 1989? Oh, maybe it did. I'm actually not sure. I think it did. I think it just repeatedly kept getting back to number one. Right, especially if you have a week where there aren't as many, I guess, highly anticipated albums, then it probably is easy for an album like Reputation or 1989 or any Taylor album to be number one, really. Right, if there was no other you know, superstar artists releasing a new album that week. Right. So I think we'll see it at number one for many weeks throughout 2018. In other milestone news, and this isn't very surprising, Reputation was the best-selling album of 2017. Not surprising at all, but what a feat, because this album was released so much later than her other albums. Yeah, it only had six weeks, basically, to achieve that. And this is the third time that Taylor has had the best-selling album of a particular year. She had that for Fearless in 2009 and for 1989 in 2014. I was surprised, actually, though, that Red wasn't. You know, I thought the same thing. But I think, was that the year Adele's album, maybe 19? was out yes it was adele but it was her album 21 in 2012 that was the best-selling album oh okay all right i would bet though that red probably was number two yes it was so about two weeks ago we got the announcement that the reputation tour was adding seven more dates and they are all dates at locations that already had a show some of them are second dates and some of them are third dates so the pre-sale for these new shows begins on january 23rd and the general sale will be on january 31st and this is exciting because now we know how ticket sales work for this tour so we can all be kind of prepared if we are going to other shows if you participated in the verified fan program then you'll be able to purchase tickets on January 23rd. And I also think it's really exciting that Taylor's actually doing three dates at some stadiums, which she's never done before at a stadium. The most she's ever had at a stadium has been two dates. Yeah, are the three-date shows um, MetLife and Gillette? Are those the two? Right, right. 
That's pretty exciting because those are always really epic shows in those locations. They really are. And it's just crazy to think that over three nights, roughly 180,000 or something people will be seeing Taylor. Yeah, that is awesome to think about. So many artists probably can never even get that kind of number of people in an entire tour. And Taylor will do it in three days. I was just thinking, even on the 1989 tour, I think L.A. was the only city that had more than two shows, and those weren't even consecutive nights. They were spread out. Right. She had five at Staples, right? Right. But I don't think she's had three back-to-back nights. The last time I remember her doing that was the Red Tour in Nashville. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Staples Center was spread out over, what, at least a week maybe more well actually i just looked it up and she played the five shows over six nights they were august 21 22 and then 24 25 26 okay so she did do three in a row mm-hmm. oh okay still la is always the only place she's been able to do so many right and i remember i just remember that gap because i wanted to go to staples center it was on my swifty bucket list as we like to call it (laughs) and uh, but i didn't like that break because going to la and staying in la is expensive and i wanted to go to all five shows consecutively which would have been really expensive and i i never did get to cross that off my list but it's really exciting that now she's doing a stadium in la well our last piece of news that was just recently announced is that Taylor has been nominated for two Brit Awards. She's up for International Female Artist and British Video of the Year for I Don't Want to Live Forever, which at this point, that video is pretty old, but you should go vote for it. You can vote for it online, and there's also a hashtag on Twitter, Brit Video Zane. And the Brit Awards are coming up in about a month. They're on February 21st. I think Taylor has attended in the past, but I have a feeling she won't this year. She has attended in the past. But yeah, I don't know that she'll attend this time. Yeah, because the Brit Awards are a really, really big deal over there. Right, I feel like it's kind of the equivalent of the Grammys to me. Well, I was wondering if she's going to attend the Grammys, and I still feel like no. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's coming up even sooner. Yeah, at the end of this month. Yeah, they're early this year. January 28th. We'll see. It would be great to see her attend something. There have been some performers that have been announced, but I don't think it's the full list because the Grammy Awards have tons and tons of performances. It's the majority of the show. So I think there's more announcements coming. But do you think there's any chance Taylor would perform? I don't. I agree. She just seems to be completely out of the spotlight except for the release week and then the Jingle Ball shows. That's about it. Right. Although one exciting thing, I saw that Little Big Town is going to perform. And so I'm hoping they might do Better Man. It's nominated at the Grammys. And it would be really cool if Taylor popped up even just very quickly for that performance yeah i think everybody is still waiting for them to eventually perform that together 
Right. We all thought maybe it would happen when Little Big Town was at the Ryman, and it never did. Well, we will find out in two weeks. And we're going to move into our fashion segment. We have a few outfits of Taylor's, a lot from the making of the song videos. The first one was featured in the getaway car making of a song video. And Taylor was wearing the Free People Found My Friend sweatshirt, which is still available for $78. I love when she wears Free People. Yeah, that's a brand she's really consistently stayed with. And for the making of the song episode for Don't Blame Me, when Taylor was at the microphone singing, she was wearing an Adidas by Stella McCartney Clima Mid-Layer Front Zip Jacket. It was pink. Unfortunately, it is no longer available. Our next one is when Taylor was spotted out and about when she was in Miami, when she was filming the Endgame music video. And this one photo, she has a sweatshirt on and a hood up. And it was the Amiri Star Circle Cotton Hoodie. And it's $675. It's a cool sweatshirt. I like it, but it's very expensive. (laughs) And so this was taken in Miami on December 18th. I was in Miami a couple of days later. It was way too hot to be wearing a sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't understand. Like, I know she wants her privacy, but it just seems way too hot. She did that in the summer, too. Well, and we've talked about how even on tour, how she'll stay cool on stage if she wears the hoodie kind of theme. I, I think I would just be drenched in sweat running around stage. Well, we also have an item from the This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things making of a song video. In this video, Taylor wore the Pop San Loren sneakers in black licorice, which were $128, but are on sale for $76. Those were cool. I think they they light up, right? They did. Yeah, I saw some fans on Twitter who bought them. They look really cool. That could be a good shoe to wear to the tour. Definitely, yeah. And that's all we have for fashion, but we will be right back with our main discussion all about Endgame. So before we talk about Endgame, I know when Reputation came out, we all thought that maybe because the Look What You Made Me Do video and the Ready For It video had come out and we'd seen Taylor filming what looked like other videos, that maybe there would be a music video for each song. But I guess when we thought we were seeing her filming all different videos, it was all for Endgame. Right, the Filming for Endgame started really early. She she did the London shots right after she did the secret session in London, right? Right, in October. And when Ready For It came out, then we were all confused. Like, oh, what was she recording in London? But now it all makes sense. And so, do you guys still think we could get a video for every song? You know, I would love it, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it will only be for the singles. I think it would be too much like, I guess, what Beyonce did with Lemonade. And Taylor seems really to want her privacy lately. So that's why I would say no. 
Yeah, not that the music videos would need to end when the tour ends, but there are 12 additional songs that don't have music videos. So do I think there would be 12 additional music videos in the next year or so? I don't think so. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I'm sure whatever we do get will be great. So moving into Endgame, it was written by Taylor, Max Martin, Johan Schellbeck, Ed Sheeran, and Future. And as we all know, the video was directed by Joseph Kahn. I guess maybe he might do every video for Reputation. I would not be surprised at this point. He did almost every video for 1989, right? He did not do style. That's true, yeah. But he did most of them. And he did not do Shake It Off either, but I think he did the last four. Right. Yeah, because I read in an article that this is the seventh video that he's done with Taylor. So, one really cool thing about this video was that it was shot in three different locations. Miami, Tokyo, and London. I don't think we were aware that she ever went to Tokyo. No, I don't think we were. Which, now I understand why we never saw Ed anywhere. When I think of Tokyo, I just think of how the airports are whenever she flies in (laughs) right so how did she skate by without anyone knowing she was there so if you had to pick which city was your favorite or which one would you want to be hanging out with taylor in i think tokyo i really like those scenes that's a tough question because, yeah, I really love the music video. I thought each location and each scene was really fun, and there were a lot of cool things going on in each of them. But I might have to pick Miami just because I want to be on a yacht like that. <laughs> <laughs> it looked pretty nice. I would actually go with London, so I guess we're covering all of them. London just looked really fun, and... I love the bus scene. Plus, Ed was in the Tokyo and London scenes. And I I would want to hang out with Ed, definitely. So this video, kind of like Look What You Made Me Do and Ready For It, had a lot of small details in it that this fandom is very good at picking out. And I thought we could just start with the Miami scene. And there were a couple different things that fans noticed and little details that were cool. There was a big rep on the yacht, which was really neat. It's like, if Taylor owned a yacht, I bet she would definitely put something like rep on it. (laughs) Well, yeah, definitely. Her plane had numbers on it. I think a 13 and 89. And even the plane, and look what you made me do, had a TS-6 on it. I don't think we ever got to talk about that when we talked about the video because we recorded so quickly but i later realized in that video on the tail of the plane it says ts6 so it's cool that this one has rep on the boat it's kind of like a theme it seems like definitely if taylor owned a yacht what do you think she would call it if she had one right now probably rep i could totally see that yeah mm -hmm. or maybe like Taylor's reputation or something. So also in Miami, what I noticed was that really fancy car that her and 
future we're driving, there was a 13 on the license plate. And then I read in an article that that car is worth $550,000. Do you know what kind of car it was? I think it might have been a Lamborghini, but I'm not certain on that. Well, that scene was cool because it kind of reminded me of Bad Blood with that car. I don't know why. It just made me, in my head, go back to that video. I know what you mean because her and Kendrick Lamar were sitting in, it looked kind of like an invisible car in that video. And it was kind of like a Lamborghini yeah, yeah, I think they were kind of similar in style. Mm-hmm. And then did you guys notice in this part of the video when there's that scene where Taylor's sitting on a chair and it's kind of like in a long hallway maybe or just like in a big room with a long hallway at the end of it? There were two things that I noticed. One was these kind of easy to spot. There was a cat on the left side of the screen in the back of the room just kind of standing there. And then... Also, it was kind of dark, but I'm pretty sure Taylor had on snake earrings in that scene. I definitely saw the cat. I think I missed the snake earrings, though. The cat, though, I found myself wondering, why isn't it Meredith or Olivia? It looks to me like just a gray cat. Yeah, that would have been perfect, because everybody always talks about how we never see them anymore. Yeah, it'd be nice to see them. I guess maybe the fame went to their heads, so she has to keep them out of the spotlight. (laughs) Well, remember she always said that the fame went to Meredith's head. That Meredith used to be really sweet and innocent, and then she was named like the top pet celebrity or something. (laughs) (laughs) With this Miami scene, though, another thing that I think everybody noticed was Taylor's dance moves. We already knew she could dance, but it seems like with videos for this era she's just making sure everybody including the general public knows she can dance yeah i loved that and it made me still wonder about if that can be part of the tour or if we're not going to see end game or if she's going to figure out some sort of creative way to do it yeah that's such a good question the first time i heard the album i thought there's no way this will be on the tour but It's a single, it's a huge song, so maybe she'll find a way to do it. Yeah, if I were her, or if I was a tour designer, I would find some type of way to incorporate Ed and Future's parts in, like, the video in the background, and, you know, pipe in the the audio, so that the song could be complete and full. Right, because one noticeable thing at the Jingle Ball performances was that Future's part was not included. And then for shows when Ed was not there, Taylor didn't perform Endgame. So I'm not sure, but I think she'll figure it out if that's what she wants to do. So the Tokyo scenes had some really cool things. I think everybody loved seeing Taylor just hanging out with Ed and especially taking shots with him. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i absolutely love that right you go from everything has changed to taylor and ed taking shots i know that immediately there were a million gifts made of that moment (laughs) yeah and just the two of them sitting on the couch you know interacting 
was hilarious. Their friendship is so great and just they play off of each other so well. She had that part where she put Ed's glasses on upside down and she bopped him on the nose and he bopped her on the head. And I just loved that whole scene. Yeah, it was really refreshing to see Ed in a video again. I love them together. And in this scene, Taylor is wearing a sweater that had an A on it, which I interpreted to mean for A-team because it's Ed and Endgame includes a team in it so just another little easter egg yeah and i loved just all of her clothing in the tokyo scenes i liked the checkered black and white plaid shirt that she had over the a sweater and i loved the rainbow dress oh yes i love the rainbow dress so the rainbow dress at first people were wondering if this was the same one from the reputation album art and it's not but it is by the same designer. Uh, the designer's name is Ashish. And they're both pieces from his same collection. And the one in the album was actually a two-piece set. Whereas the one in the video was just a long sleeve dress. But I love both of them. Okay. Yeah, they look very similar. But I, like you, love both of them. Also in the Tokyo scenes, Taylor throws in another 13. I think it's on um, a radio that they're listening to, or like a speaker. And I assume it's the volume on the radio. Was that your interpretation? I was reading that some people thought that they were listening to track 13, which is, this is why we can't have nice things, which includes the line, here's a toast to my real friends, which I think would be perfect because there is that scene where they all raise their glasses in the air. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't come up with that, but I like that idea. And the London scene also included Ed and a lot of Taylor's friends. So this scene seemed kind of like a New Year's Eve celebration. And one thing that I noticed in this whole video is fireworks just seem to follow Taylor around every city. <laughs> And so this one included fireworks and everyone was just having a great time making toasts. Taylor was playing the snake game on a little Nintendo handheld console when she was at the bar. And then there's also this really great scene where they go to get gyros late at night and there's this adorable bulldog included in that scene. And Joseph Kahn actually tweeted about the dog, he said that the dog's name is Benny, and he is an English bulldog, and he loves fish and chips. And that's funny, because Joseph Kahn kept referring to the making of this video as though he were making a fish and chips commercial. Yeah, I like this scene a lot. I really liked how Taylor incorporated the snake into the little video game. She has obviously incorporated the snake into a lot of things this era. And I love how she's just owning it because that's what people were calling her in, what was it, 2016? And she's just owning it lately. Yeah, she definitely is. The other thing with this scene is she was wearing this top hat and she had a cane that she was holding, which for me just reminded me of the Red Tour, the finale of the Red Tour when 
she does We Are Never and she has on the top hat and she's walking around with a cane. But I don't know, this whole video was great. It reminded me kind of like 22. I don't know why. I just kept thinking of 22. There's beach scenes. There's friend scenes. There's, you know, just having fun with your friends. This is like a grown-up version of 22 to me. It also reminded me of the Taylor by Taylor perfume commercial. It has starlight in the background and Taylor's on the beach and just sparklers. It just kind of reminded me of that, too. Oh, yeah. That's a good commercial. Yeah, I definitely like the video. I definitely think it was like 22. Um, it's a video that doesn't really have a storyline. It was more just of a fun video, which I liked after, you know, ready for it. I liked the video, but it was a little bit like, you know, futuristic and a little bit maybe confusing because you had those two tailors against each other, one inside that glass box, one outside. And it was great to see this video just having fun. Oh, yeah. I saw so many people say that this would have been a perfect music video for New Romantics, which I agree with that, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we asked you guys on Twitter what your favorite parts were from the video and got a bunch of responses. Yes. Amelia and Sue both said that the dog was their favorite part. And then Sue also brought up another good point. She said, here's the truth from my red lips. That's the lyric. But when Taylor said that line, she didn't have red lips. And Joseph Kahn actually tweeted about this too. He tweeted, when Taylor sings truth from my red lips, her lips are nude because I think it means her lips that sang the red album. And I don't really believe that. (laughs) (laughs) I think they just didn't think of it. But that was funny that he tweeted that. Abby said her favorite part was when she was dancing under the fireworks like a confident individual who has achieved everything she's wanted and having the best time of her life. She really was shining like fireworks over the sad, empty towns of everyone who's ever doubted her. That's a cool connection that I had never thought of. The shining like fireworks part. Yeah, because the fireworks really do follow her in this whole video. I actually wondered how they pulled that off. Is it all digital? I would be pretty sure they were CGI. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she definitely was really confident throughout the video. Lane said that her favorite part was when Taylor raised her glass to big reputations. Yeah, that was another gif that I saw a lot when they're all raising their glasses. And Era said that Endgame is really quite different from all of her music videos because it captures her true self away from the fame and cameras. Definitely agree. And Brandy loved all of the parts with Taylor and Ed together. Can't argue with that. No way. And at Mayor and the Live on Twitter said, My favorite part is the end of the video with a shot of Taylor on the bridge. She was so confident. So now that we've had the album for a couple months, where does Endgame rank in sort of both of your ranking of the, of the tracks? 
Ooh, good question. I was actually thinking about my ranking of tracks the other day and where I would put things um, if I were to order them 1 to 15. So I think I would put Endgame pretty much in the middle, probably around 7 or 8, I think. Although, you know, I remember when we recorded immediately after the album was released, you had it on your list, didn't you? Oh, my top favorites? Yeah. I don't remember. You might be remembering better than myself, but I think they're, after, you know, having the album for several months now, I think there have been some songs that maybe have moved ahead of it. Agreed. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. For me, it probably is in the middle. I have to say the the very first time I listened to Endgame, I wasn't that big of a fan. The second time I liked it way more, and then... Now it gets stuck in my head all the time, and I do love it a lot, but I, I probably would put it more in the middle of the pack, I think. How about you, Ashley? I think it would definitely be in the bottom half. I think it would probably be in the bottom five, like the bottom third of the album. <laughs> okay. Is there any reason why for you? I guess I just feel like... And I might have said this when the album first came out, I don't remember, but we've waited for so many years for Taylor and Ed to work together again, and I just feel like we could have gotten a different type of song, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if I were to compare Everything Has Changed and Endgame, and I needed to say which one I liked better, I would say Everything Has Changed. It's just that this album is so different from that album, and there are really no songs on this album at all like Everything Has Changed, except maybe New Year's Day, but that's the exception. Right. And, and you know, we have to understand she she needs to evolve and do different things, so I'm glad she's evolving and including Ed in that evolution, but I guess uh, I guess maybe my expectations were too high. When I knew that Ed was going to be involved on a track on this album, I think maybe that's why the very first time I listened to it, I I didn't really like it. Granted, the second time, I liked it way more. And then it's funny, the day after the album was released, this was the song, When I Woke Up, that was in my head. Oh, cool. So do you guys have any favorite lyrics from this song? Because I think that it does have some great lyrics, especially in Taylor's verse. I feel like my favorite lyric is probably everyone's favorite lyric. I bet I know which one. And I bury hatchets, but keep maps of where I put them. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really the standout line of the song for sure. Really, it's one of the standout lines of the whole album. It is. It definitely is. What a good line. I wonder if we don't really know. I mean, we kind of assume maybe that they each wrote their own verses, but we don't really know for sure. Right. And that's why I said earlier, I was kind of disappointed that the making of the song series did not include every song. Because this is one I'd love to know more about. Maybe someday Ed will slip in some things. Maybe, yeah. 
And even uh, just a couple lines after that one is another one of my favorites. And maybe it's just because of the way that she sings it. But it's the line, I swear I don't love the drama. It loves me. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. It's like she's saying, you know, all these things that happened to her and all this drama that started, you know, she's saying she doesn't like it. It just loves her. It follows her around. And that's what she gets as the biggest pop star in the world. It's going to happen. Yeah, And that's absolutely true. I know we might be a little bit biased, but the majority of the times when Taylor is in the news, it's not her own doing at all. The other thing I know we talked about when we talked about our initial impressions of the album was this line, reputation precedes me, because that was included in the making of the song series for Gorgeous. And when we were talking about Gorgeous, we all said, oh, I love that line. Why did she cut that? And so we were all happy to see that line made it into a different song. Definitely. And I like how Ed also used that line. And I like how he says he's knee deep in rumors. The truth is it's easier to ignore it, believe me. And with respect to his lines, I kind of felt like he did write his own because one thing that struck me the first time I heard it was the line, after the storm, something was born on the 4th of July. And he's mentioned that his current girlfriend they used to be together when they were young and they reconnected later in life. And their very first date was actually at Taylor's 4th of July party in 2015. So then when she had her party in 2016, Taylor made that big sign. And it was when Matt and Abigail also got engaged. So she had a sign for them. And she had a sign for Ed and his girlfriend. I, I thought that was really cool how he worked that in there. Yeah, I don't really think anybody could write Ed lyrics for Ed. (laughs) So I noticed something interesting that I wanted to bring up, and I don't know the answer or if you guys have any idea for this, but if you open the booklet that comes with the Reputation CD in the lyrics for Endgame, it does not include Future and Ed's lyrics. Do you think there's any reason for that? Or did she just run out of space, maybe? <laughs> you know, I have to say, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm a bad fan. I did not know that either. <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem is we didn't have capital letters to decipher for this album in the booklet, so I didn't actually open it. That's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know the reason it... It might be because it already does take up more than one full page. So maybe it's just for space concerns. But yeah, I don't know. We'll probably never know. The other thing that's cool about this song is Taylor's kind of owning that she has big enemies. She has a big reputation, which I kind of like. We've talked a lot about her confidence in this era and... I think that shines through in this song. And the video. Right. But you have to wonder when she says, I got some big enemies. You know, a lot of people come to mind. I just kind of wish that she would spell them out. All of them. (laughs) And we've also talked a lot about how 
there's kind of the beach theme to this song and really on the whole album. So that was another piece that I liked about this song. Well, we'd love to hear what you guys think about Endgame, both the song and the video, and maybe where it ranks for you on the album. You can get in touch with us in a number of ways. Our main social media is our Twitter at SwiftCast13. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at SwiftCast13. You can email us at SwiftCast13show at gmail.com, or you can visit our website at SwiftCast13.com. Before we go, I have to ask, just because I think all Taylor fans are always looking forward to the next thing. So now that we know Endgame's a single, it's been a single, it's climbing up the charts, we have a music video for it, what do you think the next single will be? Well, I've seen a lot of talk about this song because it seems to be a lot of people's favorites, so I'm going to have to say I did something bad. Yeah, I could definitely see that being a great single. I think it's probably the one most likely to be next. I would also be really excited if This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things went to radio. Oh, me too. But I I would say I did something bad, too. I still, I think I've mentioned on other episodes, I thought Endgame would be a great summer song. I still think that, but... I think I did something bad would be a great next single. And this is why we can't have nice things. I could see that as being a great song for the summer. And another great song for the summer, in my opinion, would be Getaway Car. Yes, that one too. I would love videos for all three of those songs. So we'll see. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. We will see you back next week. And for now, for episode 241, this is Ashley, Adam, and Steph. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.